Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rat me voice. More than 100 schools available from Homefield Apparel. If you like comfortable clothes, check them out. They are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a discount on your first order. 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent you. Boom. Bosco's Boys is here. I think we all wanted it. And the marriage is officially official. I'm so pumped to bring my show to the 1012 Network, Bosco's Boys, the most consistent K-State podcast out there. Over four years with at least one episode a week. Bringing live shows to the listeners and to the participants every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm pumped to be here and I would love it if you guys came over to Bosco's Boys and gave us a listen. Because we are not Big J Journos. This is a podcast by a fan and his dog for fellow K-State and Big 12 fans. And I can't wait to chop it up with all the members and fans of the 1012 Network. Rat me, boys! And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. But we'll find a way. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by my brother. I'm Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix. I'm here on this Saturday night. Let's get it in. This is the Raspy Voice Kids. You are now tuned into the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. I want to make one quick clarification. I said last on la- the last podcast that Jordan Leslie said he doesn't care about how many points are scored. But he didn't say that exactly. He said he didn't care about that in the Baylor game. Because of the havoc that was created. So I misspoke. He does care about how many points are scored in general. But you couldn't tell from today. Because boy, do we get our tails whipped. And boy, did Texas Tech put up points as well as yards. It was nonstop. West Virginia gets rolled 48-10. to 
Not a good look for Neil Brown and company. Jeremy, what did you think? No, I was expecting a shootout. I legitimately was expecting the shootout. And there were guns and there was bullets fired. But I did not expect a firing squad <laughs> in execution, so to speak. It was uh it was it was very, very, very one-sided. Very one-sided. Um, I will say, I Brandon, I know you, people are gonna look at me sideways. I'm very, very, very proud of our offense. I really am. Okay. Well, because you win as a team and you lose as a team. All right. And the offense and the offense said, look, y'all ain't gonna just kill the defense on all these podcasts this week. <laughs> <laughs> we all gonna be in it together. The entire the entire team from special teams to to offense to defense, they all we can't single nobody out. They all in it. All look look, we always say I always say, why can't we have two things at once? Peanut butter, no jelly. Jelly, no peanut butter. Well, it looks like we need to go to the grocery store because today we didn't have either one. Either one. Today, <laughs> I would say embarrassing. I would love to say this was embarrassing, but I wasn't embarrassed. I just wasn't surprised. I was hoping. I was hoping we turned a corner with Baylor. I was hoping, you know, things had settled in and things that came through. But did you really I, think it, that, Jeremy? Did you really think we turned a corner with Baylor? Did you really believe I that? I was hoping. I was hoping. I was hoping we could, you know, play with a little bit of momentum. Um, and, and here's the thing. I would love to just bash the, pl- no, I, I would not love to bash the players. I'm saying it'd be easy to point the finger at the players, but sometimes not being ready and not being prepared. Now, now I'll say defensively, look, this is with Jordan Leslie. Let's be for real. Every other year, the product is good. This is the first year it's been bad. I agree with the offense. Usually it's good. And then, I mean, excuse me, the last few games this year have been good. This game was bad, but the problem is this all goes on the old ball coach, buddy. Who else you got? Like I'm walking away from work. I was talking to a dude and he was like, well, I mean, I mean, how can you really put this one on Neil? Like at some point you got to start. Well, then who do you put it on? Brandon, who, who are we pointing the finger at? And therefore, if it's not Neil, who are we, are we pointing at the players? Is, is that the problem with the program? The reason why the last four years we can't get over six wins. I just got a text that said, I thought Neil would bring disciplined teams, fundamentally sound teams, unity bonded teams, just basic things you need to start a culture to succeed. Even with less talent, we've not seen any of those characteristics. So with none of that and less talent, we are who we are. We are are what we we see. Moments to be hopeful, then hopes dashed just as quickly by the product. And Jeremy, I feel like I cannot sum it up any better than that. That is the Neil Brown experience. That is the ride that we are on. We were sold one thing and we were delivered another. If this was Amazon, we'd be shipping it back and disputing the charge. Neil Brown has not lived up to the expectation. And people calling the Baylor win last week huge, what am I missing? Baylor was 3-2 and Missing their starting quarterback in the second half, and we beat them by three points at home. How is that a huge win? Oh, it is a huge win for this program. I excuse me for 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 this coaching regime, Brandon. In four years, that was a pretty big one. I mean, you think of any other bigger wins? I mean, I, I'm I'm sure there are some, but when Jeremy, you beat it's the not a huge champion, win. 
Neil Brown has no big wins under his belt. He's You're got a grading whole on lot of, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying he is. Huh? I'm saying grading. I'm saying grading on a curve. I'm not saying true test. Grading on a curve for Neil Brown and his, you know, whole line of wins. That's one of the bigger ones. Yeah, that's what it is. Jeremy, that's that tell you something. And that should tell you something. All I'm saying, Jeremy, is that win was exactly what Neil Brown is mediocre. I, I will also say this. I The thing about the secondary is I understand that we can't cover. I understand that we're young. But some of these tackles are effort, Brandon. On the sidelines, when these guys are going out of bounds, it looks like it, and they barely touch him, and then all of a sudden he gets 15 more yards. That happened multiple times tonight. That's happened multiple times in a lot of games. Tackling, I feel, is a coach getting up in your face, helping you to tackle better. Because when you tackle poorly, and I'm specifically talking about the secondary, that's a problem. Chad Scott has got to get these boys in line because I've never in the past four years. I said I, I whispered it last year. I Wait, last not Chad Scott. Chad Scott's a running back coach. My bad, not Chad Scott. Sorry, it's Chad Scott. Who's our secondary coach now? Uh, I always forget. I okay. I always forget. Okay, well, probably so because I, I know people aren't going to like this. I whispered it last show. Things were never like this under Jamal Day. Never. And what I'm seeing, I understand talent leaves, but we're six, seven games into this, and our secondary can't tackle. I'm to talking Don, about. I'm not Don talking. I'm, I'm not talking about 260 pound backs. I'm not talking about 280 pound tight ends coming. Out. I'm talking about. I'm watching guys on the sidelines barely touching, barely touching them, and they go 15 more yards. That's a problem, and you got to get up in their face. And I'm not saying you got you got. Uh, I take it scratch to get in your face. You got to motivate him. You got to figure out a way to motivate him. Because like I said, the guy was like, well, "Who's problem?" I mean, you know, at some point, yeah, at some point, the coach has to motivate the players. And if he can't motivate the players, that's a problem. Yeah, I. You know, it's not just motivation; it's preparation, Jeremy. We looked unprepared from the get go, from the Bring jump. It- and I hate to cut you off. I love that you said that because that's one thing I had circled. Texas Tech looked like a team that had two weeks off to prepare for another team. Texas, when they played us, looked like a team who had a bye week to prepare for another team. Why don't we look like that after a 10-day layoff? That's what prepared teams look like. Hungry Sketched out. I mean, think about it. The first three drives, they score 17 points. After that, our defense locks in a little bit. We don't give up too much more in the first half. Like, like I just feel like, and then the second half, obviously, they made some adjustments. But my thing is this. But we did not. That's what well, well-coached teams do when they have weeks off. Texas Tech looked like it. And that's what I was saying before the game ever started. I said, look at their losses. All three of their losses are good losses. They've also beat Texas. This is not a regular three and three team we're playing. Well, I gotta be honest with Jeremy. Uh, you said something that I really don't agree with. You know what it is? A lot of things, but go ahead. Main thing is you said I don't like. I didn't. I don't mean to interrupt you, or I don't like interrupting you. That's you. That's <laughs> definitely a flat out ball face lie. Okay. Don't mind. You don't have any trouble with that. <laughs> you, don't have any with that. <laughs> you or any other person in this or world. Or any other person for that matter. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a matter of 
Neil Brown is in over his head. And I, I hear people say all the time, you got to give him time. It's four years in. It's four years in. And he has no signature win. People talk about people like Dino Babers at Syracuse. Syracuse had significant wins before going on the run that they went on this year. And they got they, cheated at Clemson they, this year. They cheated them boys today. I don't care what nobody They says. got cheated today. They had a shot at beating Clemson again this year and got cheated on the road at Clemson. Close game, should have won or could have won, but they had signature wins before this season of going on a run and being undefeated, ranked in the top 15. Neil Brown hasn't even been ranked in his four years of being at WVU. So while I gave him a break last week, and while we celebrated that win, because last week's win against Baylor was fun. It was exciting. It was a good time to be a Mountaineer. It didn't change my opinion of what I thought should happen. Beating Virginia Tech. Jeremy, I was done with Neil Brown after the pit game. Not because we got blown out, but because we could have won a game that we didn't win because of coaching decisions, in my estimation. Kansas, the same thing. A lack of discipline. You see that on a regular basis. A lack of discipline. Timely penalties. Poorly used timeouts. This game, it didn't seem to rear its ugly head as much as it has in the past. We just got out. We just got, we got big boy today. They were out physicaling us. They, say, say it say it again. Say it again. Say it again for the people in the back. There's they, certain games you can win, and there's certain games you cannot. That's why you have to win the ones you can. Yeah, especially the ones at home against Kansas. But people who thought beating um people who the Neil Brown apologists who thought beating Towson and beating Virginia Tech, a bad Virginia Tech, and FCS Towson, meant Neil Brown was back to where he needed to be. Those people are not watching the product. And the, and the person that most surprised me, Jeremy, with their reaction to winning those games, do you know who it was? Who? Neil Brown. Neil Brown had the nerve to come out and be a little sassy with his. Hold up. It, you said had the nerve. He has to. No, he does not have it's to be sassy. Brandon, he he does not, Jeremy, he does not have to be sassy. He doesn't have to talk he has down. To do he doesn't have to. He has, he, why can't he, he just go something. about his business and be confident and talk and just because be? Because it's getting hot. So I what? am getting so hot. I'm going to take my clothes off. It's getting high in here. No, it's not. <laughs> People start getting crazy. Look, Brandon, when it starts getting, the seat is getting super hot. No, it's not. And when stuff starts. No, it's not. Brandon Neil Brown. Brown. I mean, Shane Lyons and Gordon. He's not going to get. No, no, hold up. When I say super hot, I'm not saying he's going to get fired this year. But he, I don't, I don't care. If, I want to say I don't care if he wins eleven games next year. He's still. He's You're still, crazy, look, Jeremy. If he wins eleven games next year, he's definitely not getting fired. Oh, I, I know. All right, what, what, what do we have? Like two years left on this contract? That the, before he's we can going, let him go. So what I've heard, what I've heard from reputable sources, is that Neil Brown is here through 2023, regardless of what happens this year. Today's 2022. So yes. next year he's safe no matter what happens. No matter what happens. Yeah. So next year, I don't care if he goes nine and four. Nah. Nine four, nine I, I disagree, Jeremy. He goes nine and you four. You think he goes nine and fired. three? He's going to get extension? Uh yeah. Yes. Nine and three. If he has extension. a year like if this year finishes up, like it's looking like it's going to finish up without us going bowling. Next year, he catches lightning in a bottle. You think they're going to re-up him? With nine how, how many wins? No, no, that, that's my question. I, yes. wanna, I, I wish, I wish we, this was live so we could put it out to the to Mountaineer Nation. How many uh, wins next year will it take for Neil Brown to win where 
where he gets extended, where people See, believe and here's, him. And here's the problem with what here's the problem with what we're dealing with when you talk about being so and this you're below mediocre. The problem is you don't people are like so Joe Stafilano on Twitter keeps saying a lot of these guys will be back next year. Guess what, Joe? Yeah, we have no idea who's going to be in the fold next year because of the transfer portal. Don't make a donkey out of yourself by assuming. We have no idea. And I'm I like Joe, so I'm not hating on Joe. I'm not coming at Joe. I'm just I'm just using him as an example. You gotta win now. The way college football is set up, there is not time for you gotta win now. You gotta build what you're building now. And Neil Brown has had four years and he's proven he's not winning the transfer portal. That's why we're in the situation we're in because we lost so Brandon, much in the secondary. Brandon, real question. If you are CJ Donaldson, are you staying with West Virginia next year? Jeremy, I have no idea. There's so many things that come into play there, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. NIL is a real part of this. Your family situation is a real part of this. Fit is a real part of this. How comfortable you feel at the university is a real part of this. What your major is, all of that stuff matters when you're making a decision about whether or not you transfer. But, but NIL, one of the things I'll say is like Chris, uh, Chris Hall from the – from uh, WV, WV Sports Illustrated. And by the way, remember what you're, what you're going to say? Yeah. You may not know. <laughs> I don't know all the intangibles, but hmm, I'm 80-20. But go ahead. <laughs> Chris Hall from WV Sports, uh, Sports Illustrated said he shared an article where all of Texas Tech's players are getting $25,000 in an NIL deal. All of them. And he was saying West Virginia has to come up with something like that in order to keep their players, right? One of the problems that West Virginia has right now is they're falling behind in the NIL situation. And one of the reasons they're falling behind is because the university is not coordinating with their collective. And they're not coordinating because they falsely believe they're not allowed to. When people like Ryan Day at Ohio State have said publicly how much money they need from boosters for NIL. And the other bigger universities are coordinating publicly to get money to their players. So West Virginia has to figure that out sooner rather than later, or we're going to continue to lose players like Akeem Mesador, like Daryl Porter Jr., who everybody said we wouldn't miss, but guess what? We are missing him. Jackie Matthews, missing him. Those guys, we miss, and we're going to miss the other guys. Everybody loves Jacoby Spells. Well, guess what? He's not going to be around next year if he's really that good if people come offering the kind of money that can be offered this day and age. So to talk about the youth that we have in the secondary, to say we're not good in the secondary, but we're young and we're hungry and we're going to be good later, it's a fallacy because you don't know who's going to be here. You have no idea who's going to be here. Amen. And so you got to do what you got to Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I know you didn't hear me, but I was singing. Every snap you take, every move you make, I'll be missing you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like kind of hard when you not around. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> know you in Miami, smiling down. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like I'm not saying those players are. Le- I'm not telling you Jacoby Spells is leaving. I'm not saying any of these players are leaving. I'm just telling you we don't know. You have no idea from year to year who's going to be here. Who thought Josh Chandler Samito was leaving? The leading tackler, your your main guy. Who thought he was going to end up at Colorado? And people will tell you it doesn't matter because we got Koba, who's now leading the team in tackles, and Koba's a dog, but the depth matters. And that, that kind of stuff adds up. I and like we had Koba. a lot of injuries Brandon, today. Brandon, I like, I like Koba. I love his energy. I love his fierceness. 
Um, he has short arms and he's small. I know he he looks big and ripped. I feel like he's a strong safety, not a linebacker. And I like him. But we talk about like when you like Gary Stills. Gary Stills said one of them things. Uh, we were talking to him. I can't remember if it was on air or off air. And he said the thing against uh, West Virginia versus Ohio State in 1998 was all their players played their exact positions because they had enough good players to play where they were supposed to be. At West Virginia, you had people playing out of position because you wanted to maximize certain positions. Like Jerry Porter, he couldn't play his natural position receiver because they had a few receivers. They're going to put him at safeties because because he's such an athlete. Yeah. Um. Same thing with Copa. Like he's a baller. Dude is a beast. He's a little undersized. I I personally feel like maybe strong safety is a better fit for him. But in West Virginia, because we don't have all the pieces. He's playing linebacker, and he's and he's thriving. He's doing well. I just look at him. I, I saw him get locked up with an offensive lineman. Arms a little short. I look at him, and I feel like, man, maybe he's a strong safety. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of that. And, I mean, this is a focus on the Texas Tech game, and that's a good point to bring out. But the bottom line is we just got bullied today. And you saw Dale Wolfley. Dale Wolfley is off the chain now that he's not – Working with the university anymore, and he's just I mean, calling it that like he man. Sees it. That man then broke out. He done broke out, and like he's just <laughs> calling it like he sees it, and like he said, he's like, we've seen Texas Tech out scheme us. He's seen Texas Tech beat us, but he's never seen Texas Tech bully us, and they bullied us today. They bullied us today. Joey McGuire is a high school football coach. He's a high school Texas high school football legend, right? Their quarterback, uh, Benton or not Benton. Uh, Baron Morton is a freshman, and they just plain beat us. And we got to talk about this, Jeremy. JT yeah, Daniels, yeah, yes, yes, we do. Go ahead. JT Daniels had his worst showing of the season. Three interceptions. I did. Did not look crisp. I don't believe he was injured, and he adds no threat with his legs. And I'm not saying JT Daniels is bad, but he he played poorly today. What's the I thought po- you. I thought you were going to go with how we make every quarterback and receiver look like all Americans when we play them. We had even the announcer saying, "We can't wait till this guy, Texas Tech's quarterback, grows up and matures." Hey, you watch? You ever watch uh, Texas Tech West Virginia games? This is how it goes. Next year he'll transfer to Marshall. Yeah, well, I will say this: um, Gundy like at Oklahoma did. State said the well, same hey, for, thing. For about- those who missed that, like Columbia did, Columbia, yeah. whatever his name is, yeah, Sonny Columbia. But um, Gundy said the same thing about Baron Morton. He was impressed by Baron Morton as well, being so young. But we do make everybody look good. But like somebody said, the the thing about you made the point, the offense didn't show up today, but they didn't show up, and it wasn't because we played a great defense. We played a very, very bad defense. The ninth, ranked, is, the ninth rated defense, rush defense in the Big 12, and we couldn't run the ball. C.J. Donaldson did nothing. This and was the first part of game that was because of injury. Tony Mathis and and Johnson they both got injured in the game, but before they got injured, we weren't really doing anything. This is the first game, the entire year, that we didn't run the ball well. Our offensive line did not maintain the the line of scrimmage, and I think you know maybe look. Shout out to uh, what's his name? I almost said Wickline. I almost had the nerve to say Wickline. Matt Moore, offensive uh, off. Matt Moore. Shout out to Matt Moore. Because hopefully he listens to Raspy Voice Kids and he was just feeling himself because they definitely took a step back this game <laughs> after we gave him so much praise last week. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they did. They, and I don't understand how, because like I said, Texas Tech isn't good. I mean, they're not bad. They're not bad. And by the way, and by the way, before people say, well, well, they have two weeks to prepare for us. Yeah, okay, if you say that, then why when we get weeks off to prepare for other people, 10 days off to play for, prepare for other people, it's not the other way around. You tell me. I think so, we got out coached. I think we got out coached too. Not, it's I not know just about we, players. I know we got out coached. Like like somebody said on the message boards, Texas Tech looked like they knew what we were doing. They knew what Graham Harrell was going to call call and they were ready for it every step of the way. Which doesn't seem like it was that hard because it was the same thing over and over again. But I mean, what what's left to say, Jeremy? Yeah, throw the screen till it's done. Throw throw the screen till they stop it in the fourth quarter with eight minutes left. So that's all I got for this game. That's all I got for Neil Brown. Our stance has not changed. We do not trust the climb. We believe the Neil Brown experiment is over. He might get some wins here and there, but he's never going to be more than mediocre. That's what we are as West Virginia Mountaineers with Neil Brown at the helm. So for the Raspy Voice Kids, this is Brandon Phoenix, Jeremy Phoenix. I also hate Pitt and Jan Fien. Get at your boys like, listen, rate, review, and subscribe. Love us because we love you. Sports Social Podcast Network.